to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right. Pump it up. Yep, pump it up. The bears away. The momentum is shifting. Yes, it is. It is. And I'm really happy to, to see that. This week was a great week. A lot of people had their eyes opened for the very first time. And uh, people are adding uh, one by one and movie theater by movie theater as we are entering into, you know, uh, the Great Awakening. And so this was a, a good week. Good week. And this is going on. I got to turn this off somehow. <laughs> great. Yeah. I lost my looping, yeah, uh, stopping the loop. Week. Yes. Um, hey, talk about the name of our show tonight. Oh, yes. God's children are not for sale. God's children are not for sale. That's right. Got my hat, got my hat right here. Yes. Operation, Operation Underground Railroad. Railroad. I bought this hat uh, two months ago, and I got to meet Tim Ballard at the sneak preview of Sound of Freedom. It was amazing. Um, you were there, Ron. And, uh, man, I, Sound of Freedom is taking over the airwaves. It's beating out Disney. It, I mean, the first two days, it beat out Disney on 4th on of July. It was like, what, they, they made like $14 million and, and Disney made 11 And there was like half the amount of theaters that it was in nationally and still beat it out. And, uh, yeah, it was man, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. How do you beat Indiana Jones? I, I, it's funny. I saw people, Christian friends of mine coming out of Indiana Jones and I'm there. I'm like, what movie you see? Oh, Indiana Jones. Like, oh, okay. We're, we're doing sound of freedom over here. They're like, Oh, I want to see that one too. So hopefully they go back and see it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was good. We had a, you know, this was a good example of people doing something grassroots. So we had put together something uh, you know, when we went to that sneak preview, that was a result of me hearing about Sound of Freedom. And right. I had I had contacted Cinelux Theaters just as a regular person. And I said, hey, I think this movie would be great. I want to make sure you are showing this because I don't see you on the list. And within hours, I got a response back from Cinelux Theaters. There's about 10 theaters in our area, in the uh, Bay Area, South Bay. And uh, they said, we do plan on showing it at your local Scotts Valley uh, Cinelux Theaters. By the way, there's a sneak preview uh, if you want to see it. And it happened to be that week. And so that's how we found out about the sneak preview. Um, you know, but then what we did is after we knew it was going to be playing at the theaters, we decided, you know, we have a little like uh, kind of a eating area in the theaters where uh, yeah. people gather, it's kind of out of the way in a corner upstairs mezzanine. Uh, mezzanine yeah. It's above a kind of a, like a, a bar sort of thing. Um, and anyway, we, we rented it out and we said, you know, we're going to have a question and answer and uh, we we're going to use somebody from uh, operation underground railroad. Well, because it was the week that it was premiering, they didn't really have anybody available to travel here and there for, you know, they don't know how many people are guaranteed and things like that. And so what we did is we we used this very platform, StreamYard, and we created a, uh, a live viewing from somebody from their office or home or whatever that was a representative. So it was really good. We got to show um, quite a bit of um, – well, let me just show you what we, we had. So we had um, – just to get an idea of um, what we did here. Let me share this. Uh, so we had we had a person here just on the wall Alpha. with a projector. There you are on the right, and you're interviewing. There's people in the background, and this was all on the wall, and you could just see it was just uh, a little shaky and stuff like that. But there were people. Uh, we had uh, twenty. There was, there, it was a room that can hold twenty people comfortably, and we had forty-five in there at <laughs> one point, and it, yeah. it was packed. And people were excited. They just seen the movie. We did two different showings, and we did two different question and answers. We did a question and answer after the three fifteen showing, so three fifteen in the afternoon, and we had you know forty something people in the room. And then those some of those people, you know, um, you know, some of those people went and saw the show right after, and then came to another um, question and answer. But people were hungry. They wanted to find out the movie was moving. I mean, it was a phenomenal 
turnout. And, you know, it was like, you know, we had two theaters. One held 33 people. The other one held about 50. And we almost packed both theaters out. And they added another theater that night just because of what we were doing, because we got people there. So it was a total success in my book, and uh, top to bottom. Yeah, I just thought it was a good example of what anybody can do. I mean, it was just uh, we had a phone, you know, we made a call, made a couple emails. The next thing you know, and the theater was happy. It was a win-win situation. And in fact, what it did is it opened the door because when we walked in, you know, off hours and talked to the manager, uh, he's, you know, I said, hey, I've tried to, um, you know, I tried to connect with this theater many times and it always goes to the main branch. and I never hear back. He goes, I'm the guy you need to talk to. And they rent theater space for private parties or private movies. So I said, oh, right. you're the person. And then I, I got to ask, hey, we have a lot of truther movies, you know, like The Great Awakening, maybe the real Anthony Fauci, What is a Woman, uh, 2000 Mules. You know, these are mm -hmm. movies we'd like to have made available for our local community. And they're like, yeah, no problem. You can rent the room out. And, uh, you know, basically, if you fill it out, you'll you'll actually make a profit, you know. And so. Not that we want to do that, but we want to make it available. So that's something maybe uh, can be done in your area or whoever's listening, their area, um, because um, it doesn't take much. You know, a movie theater wants to fill it out. And if you have noticed, a lot of times movie theaters are quite empty, especially at certain times of the week. And what a great opportunity just to get great. get a massive email out and just say, hey, we're going to be showing this movie if you haven't seen it. And it's a great opportunity to maybe have somebody bring a friend. You know, because if you give them a link, they're like, yeah, 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 I might listen. And then, and then they don't or, or something like that. But if you say, hey, let's go to a movie on Wednesday night or on a Thursday night, um, you know, my treat or something like that, you know, it, it can open up a lot of doors. So I'd encourage people to just, just look into that, see if it's possible. Yeah. And we served um, pizza, which was very <laughs> motivating, too. And there's a new place in Scotts Valley, California, near Santa Cruz County, uh, that is just opening up and we were trying to support a new business owner and Matt who owns P pizza series. It was fabulous. Pizza, yeah. By the way. Really good. Pizza. It was really good. He was so open to us. And we, this is part of people getting their own community uh, in infrastructure re regenerated and revitalized. And so uh, we went in and it was so good to, I mean, Brandon, you are quite, you're very pastoral. As people came out, you could tell that it's one of those movies you want to process with someone. Uh, yeah. And so we gave a platform where they could come in, ask questions of the organization that the movie was about and be with other people uh, that were just beginning to open their eyes. There were some people that were uh, weeping. There were some people who were um, angry, not, you know, just because it, it's, a, it's a reality that we should be angry that it's being allowed to go on, human trafficking and especially child trafficking. I think what was different is Hollywood has portrayed sexuality with um late teens, like the 15, 16, 17 year olds with adult people. And they have tried to normalize that. And uh, people haven't gotten too upset about that, mm -hmm. but these were little children and five yeah. and seven years old. And so you could see the mama bears and the papa bears rising up as they need to. And I was so proud of how many men showed up and i mean if there could have been a volunteer um rescue squad they were ready to sign up because they uh, they really had some eyes open and some emotions touched yeah they really yeah. were there are people really fired up and you know i just feel i see it right now as a shift in momentum you know there's like this tipping point and you know we've talked about this before that, that you can't tell people you've got to show it to them and, you know, they've had years and years and years of indoctrination and brainwashing to believe certain things in our culture. And, you know, with the power of the spirit, you can break that witchcraft over people's minds. But there's, there's a tendency, there's coming this point where there's a tipping point. And something this happened just this last week or two, they did a national poll and over 68 percent of people polled said they believed that Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. So the, the, the culture is starting to shift and 
realize that they've been lied to and it's getting stronger and stronger. And then of course, this whole thing with the pedophilia um, there's, I just, I see this growing rumble going on right now in the people that we're, we're realizing waking up from, a, from like history, we're waking up from a dream. We're going, Whoa, we have been lulled to sleep while, and this stuff is taking place right under our noses while we were asleep. And one of the things that happened this last week too, is we, we, we sponsored, um, a group called from the Patriot Patriot Academy. There's a, a group called the Patriot Academy. We sponsored um, people coming and learning biblical citizenship. It was historical backgrounds of the foundation of our nation. And we had, you know, I was thinking we have 12, 15 people come. We had 26 people show up to that. The room was packed, a little room packed. People were like cheering on. They're like, we, and we, then we got up and we just declared in prayer that we will take back our nation. We will, st- we will no longer be inactive. We, we repent of being in- inactive. And, and this is our nation to rule. We, the people, God gave it to us. So these Christians are becoming, these patriots are becoming Christians and these Christians are becoming patriots. And I say that a lot, but I just see this intersection going on right now. And we're going to see, a major shift, I believe, in this this summer and then the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting because as as people start to take on this uh, this awakening and, and grow in it, they start to see the the naysayers and they see it for what it is. I, you know, there was there was an article here with the uh, uh, Rolling. It was talking about Rolling Stone. You know, they they were saying that uh, Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. And basically, they had to create some sort of straw man argument that, uh, you know, is grossly exaggerated and, uh, you know, that Jim Caviezel wow. pushing the QAnon uh, things, you know, and it's just, it's just really grasping. And, and I felt it was really grasping because it really was grasping. And then even CNN, they, they had done a, uh, you know, just a. I don't know, just a really bad job covering that as well. And, and here's here's something right here. Just um. a surprise movie battling Indiana Jones for the top spot at the box office. And it stars a QAnon promoter. The yeah, Sound QAnon of Freedom promoter, is based right on the, the life gate, of say. the real life former Homeland Security agent who staged sting operations to catch child sex traffickers. But the film and its star are raising eyebrows among critics. Some say that it bends the truth about child exploitation and it caters to QAnon conspiracy theorists. Its distributor, Angel Studios, denies those accusations. Jim Caviezel, the star of the film, is also known for openly embracing QAnon theories. For more on this, I want to bring in a journalist and author of The Storm is Upon Us, Mike Rothschild. So, Mike, uh, the star of this film, Jim Caviezel, is coming under a lot of scrutiny for his embrace of QAnon conspiracy theories. And you seem pretty familiar with him because he doesn't really hide his association with this real wild plot uh, that that involves, you know, drinking the blood of children and things like that. No, he doesn't hide it at all. And you have a lot of people who are in this world of QAnon who say, oh, they don't know what that is. They've never heard of it. They're just asking questions. With somebody like Jim Caviezel, he is openly embracing it. He's openly using its catchphrases and its concepts. He's speaking at QAnon conventions. And this film is being marketed to either specific QAnon believers or to people who believe all of the same tenets as QAnon, but claim they don't know what it is. So, you know, I just... uh, very interesting how it, everything is this QAnon, QAnon, QAnon. Uh, you know, QAnon conventions. He hasn't gone to a QAnon convention. <laughs> no thing. QAnon conventions out there. You know, and I, I'm one that's followed QAnon within the first, you know, couple months of it starting. Uh, you know, so you see how they're just creating this bizarre. They're trying to make it sound as bizarre as you know, drinking the blood. Well, you know, Jim Caviezel definitely goes on and talks about. Um, you know, the, the adrenochrome and, and all that stuff. He says, you know, he knows people. He knows Hollywood knows about it. He says they laughed at, there was a movie that kind of made a reference to it a while back. And, you know, everybody in Hollywood is laughing at it, you know. And so he's, you know, Sound of Freedom, what's it say? The QAnon adjacent thriller seducing America. You know, paranoid new movie. Interesting. So yeah. it is interesting that they don't even talk about the issue of child trafficking, do they? They just immediately distract to a conspiracy um, idea that they have created in their own minds because, you know, there is no QAnon. It's 
it's Q and it's a, an operation um, that is to allow the dissemination of information to come out. So people start digging and understand that there is corruption in the government. That's what the Q movement is about is yep. uh, what you have heard is not the truth. You need to dig. And uh, one of the things about CNN is um, what they said was, uh, no, it's Rolling Stone said, the QAnon tinged thriller Sound of Freedom is about child trafficking and it's designed to appeal to the conscious of the conspiracy boomer aged ones. So it's wow. evidently we are boomer ager, aged and we are conspiracy people. And, that really didn't go into the actual um, situation and the, the problem of the trafficking. And you did a, a bear pause, a short, um, yeah. a short media presentation, didn't you, Ron? It was so good. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, uh, I did one uh, this week and I'm here at the website here. And if you look at the top, it says daily pause and it goes to the daily pause. I scroll down. And it's Sound of Freedom confirms Q, and just click on that. And, and basically, what I do is I go through, I go through um, basically the, the thing about Q, and also the movie. First, I, I go through the Rolling Stone. Uh, then I talk about CNN, which we just saw. Then I go through, basically, it's a straw man argument, and I, I begin to break things down. Uh, I, and then I quote uh, Callan Jajescu who is the former uh, executive director of the United Nations. This is a guy at the very top. Uh, also, he was a former president of the Club of Rome for Europe, totally at the top. And he said that the United Nations had a potential of being a great organization, but everybody's controlled by, um, by the oligarchs. And they use wow. pedophilia to control. He said every uh, chancellor, president, prime minister. And he said that about his own organization that he is involved in. And he said, he did say there was one exception. He said Donald Trump was not one of those. He says he was an accident, an anomaly. We weren't expecting him. But he goes on and says, after he says it's through pedophilia that they're controlled, then he says, you know, they know of 8 million people that are, uh, you know, 8 million children a year go missing. And so anyway, I would encourage you to listen to that uh, bear pause, go to uh, wakethebearradio.com. It's, it's about 17 minutes long. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it would, it would be good. And then we did talk a little bit about Q, you know, a lot of people uh, that are conservatives, they do not believe in Q because they haven't really done the research. And so I go over a couple of Q proofs. One, one Q proof, which was, uh, I think one of my favorite ones was, you know, on December 9th, uh, 2019, um, Q posted a watch with the time 129. And whenever he puts a watch or a watch and a pen in a picture and doesn't say anything, something is coming up that's really big. Well, exactly a, a week to the minute, they had the DOJ announced their results from or their findings from the uh, abuse, uh, um, the FISA abuse. So that came out at 129 exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. Attorney General Bill Barr at 129 exactly the same exact minute he put his response his t uh, twitter response to the results that the doj came out with and wow. a third person at 129 exactly the same minute a third person that was john durham um special counsel and he wrote on the uh what was it uh, connecticut page uh, twitter page uh about the the results of uh, or the findings of the this uh, FISA abuse, and we know that FISA wow. abuse opened up the doors, and we've been talking about it for years now. It's a major thing. How did you know that a week in advance, with the watch, with the exact time, one twenty nine, and to have those three respond exactly the same time? There was definitely a plan. That's just one example. You know, they have forty of those examples of of zero deltas. Anyway, enough of that. But I just wanted to uh, encourage you to uh, watch that. Yeah. yeah, and I, I just want to point out that you know the way that Ron accessed the you know, to show you guys the where you can find um, our shows is on wakethebearradio.com, wakethebearradio.com, and right here there's a tab here that if you want to listen to our bro live broadcast or you want to share with anybody to listen to our live broadcast, you click on this this little uh, link here. It'll take you directly to all of our links. We're um, 
the Twitter Live, Clout Hub Live, Rumble Live. I think we're still on Facebook Live. We got taken off of YouTube Live, but we're going to try to get back on. But just letting you know, this this screen will give you all the links to listen to us live. And we're going to be starting to take phone calls at the end. So we might have some time today to take a couple of phone calls. If so, stay on, call in, and we'll put the phone number up on the screen at that point. But I just want to say that I do really believe that we're we're right in the middle of God's will, that we're right in the middle of this season where we are going to be continuing to um, expose more. There's going to be more, more that's going to be exposed. Another thing that just came out today, and I didn't I, I didn't tell you guys about this, but there's a um, a video of the that just came. Check this out. This is just this is hot today. Hold on, um, share screen. Add this to the screen. Uh, listen, watch this video. Chairman Comer, for your leadership in less than 100 days of subpoena power, this has been one of the most in-depth in investigations the House Oversight Committee has ever had in recent history. And I would hope that the media here today would put as much attention and interest and focus on this as they have a former president. For years, the left has said, no one is above the law. Well, put your money where your mouth is and prove that because the American people do not trust the federal government. They don't trust Congress. They don't even trust current presidents because of the kind of possible and alleged corruption that we see at every level of government and no one is ever held to account. I try to call the balls and strikes regardless of whether or not you have an R or a D by your name. I've been accused, all of us have been, over this particular issue that we're conspiracy theorists. We're not. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over a rock, there's more information. There's more possible corruption. There's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party aligned with uh, individuals into American shell companies. And then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. This could be the most corrupt scheme in American politics where a sitting vice president where we saw members of his family, nine members. So. So there you go. There's just all of this corruption is being exposed. That's, that was today on Capitol Hill. That was Nancy Mace, Republican of South Carolina. She's just going at it saying, we have receipts. We have the receipts. We have the data. It's clear. There's, it's, not, it's not like a, just an allegation. The money went through a shell company. Money went to nine different Bidens. This, you know, and I love how she called out the media. You guys put so much time and energy into allegations that had no sub substance whatsoever. Two different impeachments. How about a little bit of time into this? So I really think we're actually seeing the beginning of the the the. It's almost like the the, the ball is getting faster and faster and faster. The, the, the momentum is growing. The avalanche you know? of exposure. Yeah. We're gonna have to do our show twice a week before you know it. There's so much stuff. One of these I Talk want to say to too is about, that. I'm sorry. Talk to us about what happened on July 4th and and how you participated uh, with the local patriots in the parade. Yeah. Well. Okay. So that was a really great time. Um, we had, you know, they do a, a an event each year um, where we celebrate Fourth of July. You know, there was one year where it was kind of not. I think it was either canceled, didn't happen because of covid or everybody was mass I, I i this was the first time i was actually drove in the actual um actually drove in the in the parade and i <laughs> i took my car i got a couple of pictures for you i took my car and i uh i made it uh, that's not tim ballard hold on i painted uh the the betsy ross flag on my truck and I painted it all up colorful and I put on wake the bear radio. There's my daughter. She was representing the Patriots wake the bear radio and a big QR code on it. And it said, you know, we, the people are awake, uh, wake the bear radio.com brave and free. I marched with a group called brave and free who have, you know, brave and free.com Santa Cruz.com. They're, they're fighting for, uh, you know, against right now they're fighting against the cashless. Um, they want to make Santa Cruz cashless. And use um, it's a, this digital wallet process. So they're fighting against that. So I aligned with them because they're 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 aligned in freedom. And interesting, what happened is I got attacked uh, by somebody who stuck this on my car. 
Okay, so this is an interesting thing. They stuck this on my car at night at 1130 at night. You know, and here I am. All I am is doing just proclaiming freedom. I'm in a parade and they put down abortion is health care. Gay people are normal. People of color, POC deserve rights, trans rights. If you don't want gay people shoving it down your throat, stop the patriotic BS. We know what that stands for. It's the same thing. And then, of course, take your ignorance back to Texas with an inverted cross, which is Antichrist, right? The Antichrist. So this, and then they put like a star. I'm not sure if that's an inverted pentagram or if they're trying to refer to Texas. Either way, it was just, I'm like, oh my goodness, the, un, the intolerant left strikes again, right? I'm ignorant if I have a difference of opinion and, and, and they're not going to tolerate it. Oh, and by the way, being patriotic is BS. Like, oh, my, oh wait. So, and, and then of course, they assumed that when I, you know, if I'm patriotic, that I believe all these things, which is so ignorant, right? I mean, abortion is not healthcare. Well, abortion is murder to the child. It's not healthcare for the kid. Uh, gay people right. are normal. You know what? Yes, all sin is normal, but we have to repent of it. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then people of color deserve rights. Yes, of course, people of color actually have rights. So we had a black president of the United States proving we have rights, right? And then, of course, trans rights, which is just mental illness. So this person is about mental illness, about antichrist, about silencing my voice. Uh, they're calling me pa being patriotic BS on 4th of July. So we get a whole month dedicated to gay rights. I have one day where I paint my car and, a, and I'm in a parade. I'm in a freaking parade and I'm getting pushback from the left. This is the, this is the insanity we are dealing with right now. And people have lost their freaking minds. So I'm just pointing this out, but this is what I put instead of being mean. I just put on the, on the on the back side, I put this, God loves you so much. His heart for you is so big. Jesus came for you to, to die for all your sin, past, present, future. But the wages of sin is death, which is what the Bible teaches, that sin is normal, yes, but sin leads to death. God loves you too much to let you die in your sin. And so I just put that, and I put it on the post next to my truck. So if they come back by, you know they're going to drive by and go, did, did he see? Did he see my sign? Did he see my message? I hope it, it's going to be on. The, it's on the right there for them to see that. Yes, I got your plate. And I'm like, you know what? My my wife told me about it in the morning. She's like, uh oh, someone put something on your car. I'm like, good. We have to call. We have to come out and we have to like push against this evil that these people believe. This brainwashing that people have have gone on. And. I'm glad I'm getting pushed back. I'm glad that that demonic spirit is coming up because we're going to attack it head on. We're not going to be wimps and step back anymore, but we're going to do it with love. We're going to speak the truth in love that God loves them, but he's not cool about your sin because sin destroys what he loves the most. And that's people. That's right. I really like your heart on that, Brandon. It's you're looking at the sin and the spirit behind it and not the people. I can tell that, uh, you know, you do care about the people. And I know that if they were to be civil with you, um, you would definitely uh, be open arms with them. So yeah, I put my thing. phone number on the on the card. I didn't I didn't show it on the <laughs> show tonight, but I put my phone number. I said, "Give me a call. Let's talk. Let's have a cordial adult conversation and have and have disagreement and be friendly about it and and say why we believe what we believe." And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah they actually good. trespassed, didn't they? They came into your driveway yeah. onto your car in the middle of the night. So 1130 yeah. at night, my wife and I heard a big car door slam and a, a vehicle drive away. And she's like, do you hear that? And I'm like, yeah. And we neither of us checked. And then in the morning it was there. And it was like, yeah, they came onto our property. My, my wife's all like, I'm not OK with that coming onto our property, you know, to like come against us on Fourth of July. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they were already triggered. God forbid us celebrate our country. <laughs> On Fourth of July, wow. my car was in a stinking parade. Come on, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, what else has been happening this last week? Well, we talked oh, wow. about um, what uh, just to tie back into Sound of Freedom. What allows child traffickers and um, pedophilia to go forth? And by the way, they who would who would object to a movie on it, except for those that are practicing it and don't want that that um, taken away from them. 
but we talked a little bit about what a, what is the degradation and the slippery slope we keep going on. And um, in California, I just, I couldn't help it, but notice there was, um, we have what's called a rep reparation task force that is supposed to advise our legislature. And uh, they just came up with um, a policy that they want the government to implement uh, not to uh, pursue um, the, the uh, arrest or um, bringing law enforcement in when people urinate in, in public. And so in California, me? there's no, no, this is just kind of, where are we going? It's uh, already, we're not having laws enforced, but they want to change the law. And, and we don't really have a, don't, don't pee on the grass <laughs> law, uh, but we do have a, um, a public nuisance law and, and urinating in public is uh, basically, it's either indecent exposure and that's a misdemeanor or it's a public nuisance. And uh, right now there's this, um, what the reparation task force says is that a significant proportion of law enforcement contacts with the public relate to these low level laws and they're not really violent offenses. So law enforcement shouldn't be involved in them. And so they, they think that that is actually taking away from the use of law enforcement that things like illegal camping, public intoxication, public urination, those things shouldn't be addressed. And the reparation task force, it cites that the responding officers, they don't have any training with homeless people or mentally ill people. So basically um, it will have devastating impact and it will criminalize poverty is what they're saying. And when law enforcement comes to address people passed out on the, the sidewalk, I was um, in Sacramento a, a few months ago and I had to, I wanted to go check this guy's pulse because he was out uh, face down on the sidewalk. Nobody stopped to check on him. Uh, it was, it was really quite tragic, but when they address people sleeping on the sidewalk and fair evasions, public disorderly violations, the individuals, uh, this, this task force says individuals are being targeted and they should have a right to sue for damages to this targeting by law enforcement. And they should receive automatic damage payouts. And the report stopped short of giving the exact dollar amount of what they wanted to recommend. But that uh, right now the task force is saying that these are quality of life crimes and they, uh, this includes soliciting for sex or offering sex, that would be like a man to a child, or, uh, or blocking a sidewalk as those things that need to be all kind of decriminalized. And so their, wow. their whole position is uh, homeless um, are being abused and they should be given reparation, especially um, this, is, this task force is is uh, bringing in the, the black community in California and they've made recommendations that every black person in California should get a million dollar or more reparation, which would probably get a lot of people wanting to come to California to get a little piece of that action. But it, it's just a, uh, rather than saying, you know, this is an issue that happened, let's just, Let's just look at history and reality. It was a travesty what happened during slavery, but um, I'm not responsible for it. They aren't responsible for it, but what we are responsible is for our response today. And when you incentivize people and you put money in, into people's pockets, it means that those that aren't responsible, like this generation, um, has to pay for it. So it's just right. a real perversion. It's a different type of perversion of the justice we've been talking about in a two-tiered system. It's kind of the opposite, but it's still perversion of justice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what the scripture says, right? Woe to the nation that calls evil good and good evil, puts light for darkness and darkness for light, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. This is what we're seeing. It's like we're not punishing actual criminals, and we're actually decriminalizing that which is which is – indecent exposure 
Um, we're, we're helping people along their way towards their destruction. We're, instead of creating laws that help people protect them from destruction, we're helping them with laws that in, in, enable them for greater and quicker destruction. And this is, you know, God cares about people. He loves people. Our laws and our government should reflect God's heart for people, not destroying them. And although they're pretending that it's it's for the sake of those who aren't, you know, are homeless, it's actually damaging them because these are men and women made in God's image and likeness. And we're just letting them live like animals on the streets. And we need to, you know, we need to, they, they deserve integrity. They have integrity. They deserve um, dignity. They deserve to be helped and to, to get out of where they're at, where they're stuck and in addiction and control of this, you know, this demonic system. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're highlighting this in California and we need to pray against these leaders who are making these, these evil laws. And they're just, it's, it's almost like they're, they're doing everything they can to destroy California and yeah. destroy and, and destroy America. Too. I mean, it, it's like that, what was headlined last week on uh, the news that what was found in the, the white house trying to normalize it and CNN even kind of joking about it and going, Oh, right. Entitled to have a little fun. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah. yeah with the white, uh, whiting of the white house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things are, are crazy. You know, just a, two comments on the other one. If they start giving a million dollars to the African American community, I will start identifying as an African American myself uh, and I'll <laughs> take it too. to court uh, because I, I want, want some of that too. Uh, the other thing is, is, is this urinating in public? Um, is that also number two? Cause if it, if it includes that, then that's really a crappy law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you get what I mean. So, okay. <laughs> okay. Back to the white house. Yeah. Um, you know, it was interesting because that, that came out, they said, Hey, we found this substance um, you know, it wound up being cocaine and instantly they're saying, Oh, it was, you know, isn't a public area. It was probably somebody, you know, where you, you go in first and, and they probably just left it there. Uh, but then, then all of a sudden the report changed and it was on the West wing and it was where people are closely associated with the president and that administration work. And, uh, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, there's a guy named Dan Bongino that has a show, but, you know, in 1995, he became, uh, um, what was it, Secret Service for uh, the, last, uh, it, the last term of Bush and then for uh, Barack Obama. And he knows the ins and outs. And he says that, you know, the, the White House is supposed to be one of the most secure buildings in the whole entire country. This does not happen. He says this is a zero chance of that happening. This is the most you know, the most secure. And so it wouldn't be like, oh, unless somebody brought it in from the family or, or some yep. of those people because they don't get checked. But everybody else from the public, they heavily get checked. So he says oh, yeah. there's no chance. And I, I, I tend to believe uh, Dan Bongino on that, especially being ex, um, you know, special. Um, secret security. service. Yeah, secret service there. Yeah, no, I've, I've been to the White House uh, like the 19, uh, 2004, 2003. And uh, and they, you do you have to go through metal detectors. You get checked. every All your bags are checked. There's no way you could have got it in there. Dan Bongino knows exactly what he's talking about. It, 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 there's no uh, there's a 0% it came from outside of the White House. It came from inside, from the Biden family. And I wonder which Biden it came from. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, like this, like this cartoon says, you know, that explains their policies. Totally. Uh, you know, you might you might be high and crack to pull out of Afghanistan the way we did, or you know, uh, open the borders and, and and just do everything you can to keep them open. I mean, I I don't know what else it could be, you know. Yeah. And I think that there the point was made also that there are so many security cameras in the White House, that there is a total visitor's log. So everybody who came in had to log in, regardless yeah. of if they were family members or not. So they know exactly who was there. And it was in a little baggy type of thing. So although it was small, it was probably had fingerprints. So it just seems like they, they could have uh, implemented some of the law enforcement, um, the, the skills that they have in the FBI but it just doesn't seem like it was going to go anywhere. Yeah. 
So it's definitely a cover-up job. The fact that they don't have it already, it should have been easily uh, found out, you know. And we got to remember too, that everything we read about is because they want us to read about it, whoever they are. So there is a narrative that is going to be coming that the Bidens need to get out and they, they shouldn't be there for 2024 because the Democrats are going to want to introduce someone else. So this isn't just some sort of um, cover up. Uh, it's an intentional uh, release that who knows that. I mean, this might've been found all the time, but there was a whistleblower who wanted us, Joe and Jill public to know uh, that there was cocaine found in the White House. And so we can kind of get up in arms in that bipartisanly, we want to push those guys out of the White House so that they can bring in, they being the deep state and the, and the Democratic Party, they can bring in who they want selected into that position. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to do it too early <clears throat> because then, you know, there's debates and all kinds of time to dig up, you know, uh, dig up the past and things like that. So they, they're trying to time it. At least I believe they're trying to time it just right. So the minimal investigation, get in at the last second, you know. And at so. some point, they're going to distance themselves from Joe Biden as a party. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you already look ridiculous when you try to defend him. I mean, I remember Jen Psaki saying, you know, when they were asking about his health, oh, yeah, I could barely keep up with him. He is so full of energy. <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? And so, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. But, you know, um, they look like fools. I mean, everybody laughs at him like, you've got to be kidding. Are you getting, you're obviously getting paid to say this. And so that you can only take it so far, you know, so. Yeah, well, there's definitely, you know, with all this, the, the drugs, we talked about the, you know, the, did we talk about the immigration already? With the, yeah. No, the, you know, the, I mean, this is the thing. I, I'm glad we're going to this next subject because immigration, like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's the, the White House is making ridiculous policies on cocaine, you know, like they're. There, there must be high with the policies they're making in Afghanistan, but it's not just the White House. It's all of Europe that's made horrible policies when it comes to immigration. And now the fruits of their you sow seeds of corruption, you reap the whirlwind and France is reaping it right now. Isn't it, Chris? I mean, what's going on over there? Oh, my goodness. It um, it looks like France is in, on fire. Ma many of their major uh, major cities have experienced uh, riots in the last 10 to 12 days. It's a little bit quieter now only because they brought out over 43,000. I don't even know where they get all those uh, police officers. Maybe some of them are part of their National Guard-like um, uh, force. But in France, the government, it, they, are, they are using... The Muslim uprising, which is what is happening, there were there have been open borders in France, and so we've seen a large number of immigrants who are living in pretty abject poverty, or they are uh, feeling demarginalized, de de and so they are um, they're doing their enough is enough, uh, but they they are not doing it. For love of France, they are wanting to change France into a Muslim um, type of uh, nation. And so what we see is Fran the French government, which is Macron, is using this as kind of to bring in some Orwellian uh, situations of control. And right now they just adopted what's called Article 3 in their legislation, which is a justice bill, which authorizes the activation of cameras and GPS and microphones of cell phones uh, for their citizens and other internet devices without the knowledge of the people concerned. So now legally the government in France can spy on their people, alleging that this is a tool to fight crime and wow. that they consider serious. So serious is questioning the government about lockdowns, about the vaccinations, about um, what are you voting on, about one world government, about um, all the things that, that they're doing. So there's really a, more of a complex situation. They, um, the, the regular police department, I think they are in the middle of everything. And, and those guys, they said, this is like a war zone. They're trying to kill us. The, the rioters are trying to kill us and, and there is fire and multi, 
cocktails and they are throwing pavers, huge pavers at close range. They are uh, wow. going in mass and tearing down uh, statues and burning things and looting buildings. So the police are in the middle of it. And of course, they're the ones caught on camera who are sent out trying to defend places. The government is using it as control and the immigrants are using it as control. And the only one, I mean, the ones that suffering are besides the zoo animals, because they let all the, <laughs> they went to the zoo in Paris and they let out the, the rhino and the elephant and the lion. And there were pictures of them going down the streets of France. They went in at night. And um, I don't think it was um, uh, artificial intelligence or, or a, a fake as far as the animals. Um, but basically, we know that, uh, that France has had a problem from the open borders. Macron blames the parents, video games, and social media. So he's trying to control their social media accounts for all the riots. Instead of saying, yeah, we, we don't have a good immigration policy and uh, uh, RFK Jr., he had something to say about it. He said the riots between the Muslims and the French government is traceable to the Iraq war and the CIA's creation of ISIS and subsequent invasion of Syria. So he took it back to its roots. And that's when most of these immigrants came when, when Syria was in such um, turmoil. And so they drove 2 million immigrants into Europe and destabilized all the nations in Europe for the next several generations. And the CIA has never given account for it. And it was a catastrophe for the whole globe. And now we see on our borders this open border policy. So I really believe that Europe is a test case for the United States as far as the violence. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that what, what, what happens? And that's the Orwellian, the the... The Hegelian dialect is you create the problem and then you become the solution to the problem as the savior of the people. So the, the, the French government, the American government, the German government, these various governments have created the problem and then they're going to use the, the, the solution to enforce more surveillance of their people, which is basically the whole thing with the Patriot, Patriot Act and 9-11. It's all of these create chaos and then use the chaos to get you what you want. And it's not only is it done at the highest levels with you know the globalists, but but the it, we we have facts from guys on the ground like Alpha who talked to us from Operation Underground Railroad and Tim Ballard as well. They say when when there's a when there are riots when there are when there's chaos when there's an earthquake when there's any anywhere time that there's a civil unrest like this that's when the 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 traffickers come in because they can get children during that time. So you know it's interesting because these you know our governments you know. If you think that they are really on your side, if you think the government, the people in the government, you have not read history, okay? And that's the governments utilize chaos to get more control, to justify taking away more rights. And, uh, you know, I don't see that happening here because we actually have men and women who are armed. Uh, you know, it, it, that's how you're going to stop it, not bringing in, you know, surveilling everybody. So, yeah, we're, we're in its beginning of isn't it happening in multiple countries like Germany, um, Belgium, right? What, what, what were yeah, the other Belgium, countries? Switzerland. Yeah. yeah, Great Britain is keeping a very close eye on them. They have the English Channel, so they limited their immigration. They have a natural port of entry, although they have the, uh, the under the, the channel train, uh, but they have a stricter. Um, entry port, whereas when I was in Germany in uh, the summer of 2015, I was um, helping out the, the refugees. They just, they, many of them walked. They took boats from Turkey over to Greece, and then they, they spent all that they had, and they would go to what they would think would be the safest um, re uh, country of refuge they can find. And those were, many of those were um, families from Syria. But what happened was then all of a sudden these young men from Africa and from the Middle East started joining them too. And they were, um, they were part of the immigration. And, and it wasn't a problem of Syrian refugees anymore. It was a mass migration of um, young men 
who were looking for who knows what, maybe it was jobs, maybe it was legitimate, but you get all these unmarried young men of 18, many of them just right out of the home, 17, 18, 19. Military age males. And they are going to get into problems. And so they, they're, you know, they don't have, it's, it's like, um, it's not, they're not in a family structure anymore. They're in a men's kind of colony. And so they're going to do what men's colony do without parents and without good advice and without fathers and mothers. And you add some poverty to that. And it's just a bad mix because poverty tends to bring down the, or brings up the dysfunction, you know? And so if you don't have a family, you know, there's a lot of uh, poor communities that have strong mothers and grandmothers that kind of held the kids together growing up. But this is just a uh, men's, you know, it's, yeah, it's not a good combination. Yeah. And you get a few rabble rousers in there to get things stirred up and say, Hey, you should have more rights. You should have more privileges. We need to fight for this. They, we, we're being oppressed and, and they'll just take over sections of town and that's what they've done. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Definitely keep that in our prayers as we pray against these things. But, you know, there's just a theme I've seen, even though this isn't really about children, this particular story, the open borders does create um, chaos and chaos creates control. Um, but also it, that's when kids get trafficked. Uh, that's when kids get uh, abused, you know. And, and so we're, we're seeing definitely a lot of that. Uh, you know, I, I had a clip. I don't know if we have any other things that we wanted to talk. I did. I did have something that uh, Robert Kennedy had uh, was interviewed. Um, and he's talking about the vaccines with children and, and, you know, running as a candidate. And it's interesting how the news, the news sets things up, you know, the, the, the speaker, um, you know, seems to be CIA trained, you know, and she definitely wants her narrative, you know, just like they did to, to Trump. Um, but I kind of wanted to jump on that real quick. Cause it yeah, was, go for it. Go for the, it. Uh, yeah, when you're putting I, I, that, when you're pulling when you're pulling that up, I want to just make a statement here. I did some research this last week on the Smith Munt Act of 1948. 1948, um, they made it illegal, even though the CIA, the State Department, was utilizing propaganda to put towards foreign um, uh, people and foreign uh, populations. They made it illegal to use um, state state media to propagandized American citizens. Well, in 2012, Barack Obama changed that, the Smith Month Modernization Act, and actually just basically made it okay for the CIA to use propaganda on the American people. Well, what's that called? Well, that's called a psychological operation. Warfare, warfare of media on your on the people, and one of the reasons why I think Q is legit is it because if the dark hats, the the cabal, are going to use psychological operations on people through mass media and the control that the cabal has on it, you've got to have some way to protect the people and fight back. So I think that's what Q is: uh, getting people to ask questions and not just believe what they're watching. So yeah, show us this town, this news station. Yeah, I want you to notice right out of the gate that she sets up the argument before even someone's going to ask um, Robert Kennedy a question. But before she does that, she sets up her argument right out of the gate. And then when uh, Robert starts to make a comment on something, she says, oh, no, that's not true. Just just watch it and you'll see what I'm saying, how she's trying to control what's being said. And Mr. Kennedy, one of the biggest controversies surrounding your candidacy is your stance on childhood vaccines. Nearly every scientific and medical organization, including the CDC, the FDA, the AMA, the American Academy of Pediatrics, all say you're wrong on this issue. This leads us to our very first question from our audience. It's Dr. Tariq Butt, who specializes- I would ask you one thing, on what issue? on childhood vaccines. What about them? And whether they ever cause autism or damage kids. They all okay. say these vaccines are, have they never, saved millions they never of lives. Damage kids. I don't think anybody has said they never have. There might be a child here, but overall, all those organizations say vaccines are safe and have saved millions and millions of lives. So she so let's said, get to our audience. She set up her argument. Yeah. Good evening. Eradication of chicken pox and polio from the US and many parts of the world is a direct result of regular vaccines. Measles, mumps, rubella, and many diseases are preventable. And there's little to no evidence of these diseases in vaccinated population. 
Your vaccine stance is dangerous to the health and well-being of millions. Medical experts are deeply concerned about your message. How can we help you to come to the side of science? Uh, what was the question? How can you help me come to my senses? No. No, no. <laughs> you are a very smart person. Uh, okay, so, you know, I, don't, I think most people don't know what my stance is on vaccines. I've never been anti-vaccine. And I've said that hundreds and hundreds of times, but it doesn't matter. Um, because that is a way of silencing me, using that pejorative to describe me as a way of silencing or marginalizing me. Um, my position on vaccines, I think, is it, I think virtually every American would agree with my stance on vaccines, which is that vaccines should be tested like other medicines. They should be safety tested. And unfortunately, vaccines are not safety tested. They're not, uh, there's, in the, of the 72 vaccine doses now mandated, essentially mandated, they're recommended, but they're really mandated. For American children, none of them, not one, has ever been subject to a pre-licensing placebo-controlled trial. Yes, they have. No. Yes, yeah, uh, they have. See how she okay, argues. Let, let me just say something. And let, he'll put her in her spot. Dr. Fauci and many other people for many years said this, that yeah, Bobby Kennedy, when he says that, is wrong. So I met with Dr. Fauci in 2016, you know, and I agreed to go on Trump's Vaccine Safety Commission. And I was with Aaron Siri and uh, Lynn Redwood and uh, a number of other people. And we said to him, can you show us one test from any vaccine? Pre-licensing safety test. And he said, uh, I'll send it to you. I can't find one now. He never did. So we sued him. We sued H Aaron Siri and I sued HHS. And after a year of litigation and stonewalling, they said that they could not provide a single safety study for any vaccine that is on the childhood schedule, pre-licensing safety study. Oh, anybody who wants to read that can go to my web, to the Children's Health Defense website, and you can read HHS's admission that not a single one has ever been safety tested pre-licensing now. So I, and he goes on. Wow. I would encourage you. We'll have the he shredded her ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The guy's brilliant. The guy's brilliant. And if you're gonna lie and you're gonna you're gonna pretend like you know what you're talking about, you're gonna get shredded by this guy because he actually does the work. The work he actually did the 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 he he sued the pharmaceutical companies and then and he cites it very clearly. They made it so you cannot sue the companies. Like you cannot actually if someone gets sick. They made it so you can't actually sue them for your for your kid getting sick from one of these these vaccines. Yeah, so we therefore, need to it, him as he's campaigning. And although yeah. um, I'm not necessarily voting for this man, his life is um, it's in danger. He yeah. is a, a hero, and although he has a lot of policies that I don't agree with, um, he does have. Uh, a very courageous stance against some very powerful people who don't want to see him succeed. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's just a, a classic Democrat uh, of yesteryear, you know, and so his policies, uh, his social uh, policies are very liberal, you know, and, and, but there are some times they cross over, you know, anti-war, you know, he's, he is for the environment, uh, but, you know, definitely a pro-choice, uh, women's rights. Uh, well, I shouldn't say women's rights because I don't mean it that way. Um, but definitely a pro-choice. He's uh, a classical uh, liberal. He's a he. he you know, it, it, back in the day, classical liberals wanted. Uh, they thought abortion was horrible, and they wanted it to be safe and rare. Now it's we want it to happen all the way through every trimester, in even after the child is born, which is full on demonic. It was always been evil, but it's now yeah. clearly they're showing themselves for what they are. They are for it's a cult of death, basically. And yeah, right. uh, and, and everybody um, is in should be an environmentalist at its yes. real uh, its root uh, position. But what what the extreme liberals are talking about is the one world. Uh, control that shuts down business and society for a green deal, which isn't really green. Don't even let the cows live because their their methane is going to send us into uh, some sort of warming situation. So it's all manipulation of um, of 
statistics instead of caring for our people who are our greatest resources and therefore our environment. When we care for our environment, we are taking care of our people. Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely been a week. <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah, there's so many good things that are happening. Let's just come a couple little quick. Trump was it. chatting with Mel Gibson at the UFC Fighting Championship and Dana White endorsed Sound of Freedom. So you get these warriors, they're getting together. The warriors are uniting to speak truth, to come against the lies. That's what we're about. Wake the bear is wake, waking you up to question the narrative and don't just mind-numbingly believe whatever the media tells you. Yeah, absolutely. Powerful week. I can't wait till next this week. There's so much stuff happening. Wake the bear radio on KSCO 1080 on your AM dial. <laughs> oh,